movie bonanza. How you doing? It's uh, Scotch from 1019 Jack FM. And it's Bob Harris from the Mighty 790 KFGO. Here we go again. I tell you what, you picked a real winner this time. 2015's Sharkansaw Women's Prison Massacre. <laughs> How is that for a title? I shook my head and I'm going, what? You talk about mashing up genres. You got a women in prison movie mashed up like with a, with an escape picture and a shark movie. Now you're going to see some things that are going to remind you of other movies again, right? Because uh, Tremors, it reminded me of Tremors for one thing. That was one of them for sure. A little bit of that. Did it make you think of The Fugitive at all? The, no, I didn't. <laughs> they did make some Richard Kimball references in there. So this movie is about a, a group of female prisoners on a work detail in the swamps who come face-to-face with a prehistoric shark. And uh, it starts off, a couple of dudes are out fracking in the swamps of Arkansas, and they, they get their jeep stuck in the middle of the swamp. And apparently the explosions had released some type of prehistoric shark that was down in the like a subterranean sea. So this thing comes and barrels into the side of their Jeep. So fracking can do all kinds of problems, huh? I guess so. <laughs> and then meanwhile, you got Tracy Lords and her partner who are detectives on the trail of our aforementioned escaped inmates. But you, did you notice throughout the entire movie, Tracy Lords and her partner... They never once cross paths with the with the other female actresses in the movie. No, I yeah, you're right. The camera just kind of goes back and that, forth between the two, you know, and then like they finally meet together at the end. But isn't now that, that you say that, I didn't realize that. Wow. And also, could so, that be some kind of eagle thing? Do you think? Mm, or maybe it was just easier to shoot with her on one day and then shoot the rest. I mean, maybe, or maybe it was an afterthought. I don't know. Oh. Just to attach a name to the movie, it could be. By the way, this was one of your buddies that did this movie, right? This is a Jim Wynorski movie. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell because of the very buxom, attractive cast. A lot of good-looking, stunning actresses in this movie. However, it's a very PG movie. I mean, you really it was don't... actually made for TV. There wasn't much gore. Wasn't any nudity, and the language was very tame. Yeah. There is a there is a one catchphrase that they say in the movie. Oh, I'll mention that one in a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it the, ends the movie. Let's put it that yeah. way. So the girls are out there. The women, I should say, are out there with their shovels and their tank tops and their shorts and they're uh, dumping water on themselves out in the swamps. Which is funny, is because if these girls were of any danger to the guards or in any danger of escaping, you'd think that they'd be in orange jumpsuits and be shackled. But they're wearing little tank tops and. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, one of them ventures off because she cuts herself. So she wants to go rinse off in the stream and then boom. Yeah, in this dirty stream. And yeah. she wants to go rinse. Oh, man. And she gets grabbed by a shark. And they can't find anything but little tiny bits and pieces of yeah. her. So then they all, they, you know, have to call the warden and they get back in the van and they're heading back to the prison. And then they encounter this redhead whose car has broken down. And do you know who that actress is? Dominique Swain, have you ever heard she, her before? Yes, she reminded me of somebody. I've seen I've seen her someplace else. She was with Jeremy Irons in a, a movie called Lolita back in 97. And it's like a pretty well-known movie, of course. But she was like 15 or 16. I think it was pretty controversial at the time. I think she was Face-Off, too. Oh, that could be. But uh, she's but got she a... was always a blonde back then. She was a redhead in this movie. That's right. So it was a setup. She's got a gun, and her girlfriend is the one blonde bombshell that's in the in the van there, Cindy Lucas. So she they take them all prisoner. And, and it's funny because a lot of the language in this movie, it feels like it's a 1940s gangsters movie because <laughs> you two screws hand over your gun. Yeah, they're always talking about, yeah, it's kind of like old-fashioned dialogue. It's very, very almost noirish. A little bit. A little bit like that, yeah. You know, we we saw it starts off with one of these sharks, 
but they get to uh, by what six or seven of them towards the end. Yeah, they're surrounding their their van. Then we find out that they, it wants to go for blood, like you mentioned. That she, she cut her arm. But yet there's a couple of places where the person is devoured where he's not a cut on him, you know? Mm-hmm. And Well, so when, when they, the convicts head out to this hideout in the middle of nowhere, two of the girls are fighting, so one of the guards takes off, and, and Honey, that's the redhead, she ends up shooting him, but he gets away anyways, and that's when she utters her phrase of crap on a cracker, <laughs> which we hear a couple times. <laughs> crap on a cracker! Where so, did that come from? I, I've never heard that before. No, no, just in this movie. It's uh, fresh material. I mean, it took me years to figure out that cool beans was actually an old saying. I'd never heard the term cool beans before. And then all of a sudden it popped up, and now crap on a cracker. It's probably been said for decades. Oh, we've been using cool beans for ages. <laughs> Get with the program. But the, So he's washing his face in some cave or whatever, and he gets attacked by a shark. So again, we see the them going after the blood. And they tie up the older guard at the hideout, and then they all get in the hot tub. Because you don't get a cast together like this without having all of them get into bikinis and get into the hot tub together. Yeah, you're all wondering, oh. Okay, here's where the nudity comes in. But no, 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 no. no it's a made-for-TV movie. Afraid not. They they somehow brought their uh, bathing suits. With but them. I will say, you know, the cinematography in this movie, because some of these movies look pretty cheap. All the scenes in this movie look great, and they even use that kind of gauzy, soft focus like you see in uh, soap operas. You know, whenever they're outside, all the sunlight always looks real gauzy and dreamy, you know. And the one girl who's Sarah or whatever, she ventures out, and uh, she's she's out there. And then we find, we discover that the sharks not only can attack in water, but they can attack on land. They just go barreling through the land, and it totally, it bites her whole leg off. When they find her at the bottom of the steps, that scene looked pretty good. I thought where they showed her leg chewed off. Yeah, that was pretty neat. That was yep. and, and and the uh, the one thing else that too I was going to mention is that they call these land sharks, but the effects when they get to the land, it's very uh, uh, like tremors. Uh-huh. And I think that's just a, the, a cool effect that they put through there. But then they've chewed up all this ground. Then they come back and look at the van again. And, and it's, no- <laughs> it's all flat again. It's all nice and smooth. But they did do a good job for a limited budget. I think most of the time when they showed the shark, you know, they'd show him underwater a few times, but usually they would just show the fin, you know, barrel- barreling through the land or barreling through the uh, streams. And I thought it looked really good. And it had little spikes on it, real freaky looking shark. And once in a while you saw the mouth too yep. coming at you. So you t- cool. you point out there was the one part where the investigators are talking about the rental. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize that till you said it. Tracy, Tracy Lord, and the I forget the gentleman's name now. Who was the who was the man uh, cop with her? They went to check out the uh, the vehicles. They said they just said, "Hey, we need a white van." Yeah, the panel van to haul all these people around. They need a big vehicle. So they went to these rental places. And at the beginning of the movie, you realize it's the prison guards that have gotten this van. Yeah. But they say, no, it was rented by this woman, Red Hair. This redhead, yeah. This redhead, but that's not what happened in the movie before. the first time we see Honey, she's got some little blue car that's broken down on the side side of the road. (laughs) So they got that part screwed up. But but I will say, Winorski's got over 30 years in the business, and and it shows on screen in this movie with this cast and this crew and, you know, stunning group of ladies that are in the movie. It lacked a little nudity, lacked a little gore, but I still really enjoyed this one a lot. By the way, one other thing that I thought was really goofy is towards the end, you know, this professor and this guy, what was named John, uh, showed up in at the house. Right, yep, yep. And, and, and all of a sudden, I get the girl's name is mixed up, but the one, the tall blonde, she goes gaga over this guy. Mm-hmm. And within, you know, 20 minutes, something's happened to him, and she's all... She's all crying and, and upset, and, and I'm going... 
How did you, you only get... knew the guy 20 minutes. Yeah. How did you get so emotionally attached to him? <laughs> Plus, you're all supposed to be hardened convicts, you know? Christine Wynn was the best actress in this movie. Oh, she... I loved her. Yeah. She was great. She uh, She's a real strong presence, and she's got this no BS attitude. Like, once the, the two girls kind of take over, she's like, no way. And I thought she was she was the best actress What I really laughed about her was is that that, that sign at the uh, towards the beginning, what they're all in there for, their prison numbers. Yep. She was in for bootlegging videos. <laughs> But she's the one who wants to get out because she's got a kid, so they give you a little, you know, tug at the heartstrings. Yeah, that's great. So there is room left open for a sequel. What do you think? Hmm, Sharkensaw Women's Prison Massacre 2? Count me in. <laughs> yeah, we get to see really? her at the end. We see her crawl out of the water at the end. Oh, no, maybe that's a spoiler. I shouldn't say that. We probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, but there is a delivery of the line again, crap on a cracker before the <laughs> credits. And by the way, Dominique, she really, she really put on some muscle. That was, mm-hmm. that was a that was a muscle packed woman. She was fit, you. all right. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what, if you are really, really, really gone through all of your movies and have seen them all, and you've got this one left on the shelf, I'd say go ahead and take a peek at it. I'll give a slightly more enthusiastic review and say that I, I I would watch this one even if there was other stuff to watch. <laughs> That's a look at your B movie bonanza. I'm Bob Harris from the Mighty 790 KFGO, and I'm Scotch from 1019 Jack FM.